Hi there, it's Gareth here. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to my brand new podcast called The Thinking Biker. Thanks so much for listening in and welcome to this episode. Hi there and welcome to this week's podcast episode. Right at the very top of this episode I wanted to say a very sincere sorry for my unexpected hiatus from podcasting. After starting the podcast in August I suddenly became very very busy with a new project, a brand new project that I've undertaken. And although I didn't expect it to, it took more than my complete focus to really get into sync with that project and understand how to deliver it. So I needed to put one thing to one side and that thing, unfortunately, was the podcast. But I'm back here now. Needless to say, you know that I have now got the time to sit down and focus on writing my episodes properly And so rather than just put out the poor quality recording out, I made the executive decision to defer and then one week led to another. And to be honest, I have learned that the quality of the podcast needs to be so good when I listen to others that I need to dedicate proper time in order to get it right. But I've decided now to bite the bullet and try again. And I'm here now, so here we go again. So just before I start the main topic of this episode, which is all about um, getting a wasp inside of your helmet, um, I wanted to share a little bit of kind of tidbits of news coming up. First of all, if you're interested in project management or business leadership or you run a business department, then back in December, I read an article that was published in Harvard Business Review, um, which is on the topic of team development. Um, the actual article was inspired by um, by an interview, or was rather, it was created from an interview between the key researcher within Harvard Business Review and, uh, and the Mercedes um, um, Formula One Grand Prix team and what that researcher did was go and visit the the, the team, interview uh, people who were part of that team and in fact focus on the leadership of the team which is undertaken by a gentleman called Toto Wolf. Now the reason I mention it, this is that I've been doing um, some uh, training webinars on this particular Harvard Business Review article. And so what I was going to say was that in future podcast episodes, I'm going to focus on this particular article and give the six main lessons from that article. So that will be coming up in a future edition of The Thinking Biker. And the second thing I wanted to share was that I am reading some new books at the moment and one particular one that is key uh, as a key piece of learning for me it is a book called Atomic Habits written by a gentleman called James Clear. 
And if you're struggling with anything like distraction, with lack of focus, lack of discipline and procrastination, and let's face it, all of us tend to suffer from those afflictions during the day um, at different kind of levels, of course, but uh, they're always a struggle uh, for people, I find. Well, uh, I'm actually uh, studying or reading the book at the moment, so in coming weeks, I'll be sharing the insights from that book that I've got as well. Um, and then the third thing that I was going to just say, uh, and maybe tears up for some future editions of the podcast, is I mentioned back in August that I had started at a new gym that is going really, really well. I'm back I'm in January now, so I've been going for five months, and it's a combination, uh, combination of efforts of gym and high intensity exercise um a real good focus on nutrition and having a very good strong nutrition plan and doing things like walking 10,000 steps per day and also drinking lots and lots of water and eating really really good foods as well so i was going to share some insights to that uh, coming up in the in future editions um i'm very proud to say that over the, that period of time, the 16 or so weeks, I've lost three and a half kilograms in weight and I've put on, in fat rather, and I've put on one kilogram in muscle. So, you know, for a 58-year-old guy like me, that's massive, massive uh, improvement because as we get older, then uh, we actually lose our muscle mass. So it's really, just naturally, so it's, it's really important to try to retain that until in order to keep a healthy body as we go forwards um so a couple of things really to think about i'm going to talk about in the future um the harvard business review article on team development the um the, the acquisition of atomic habits to prevent procrastination and also i'll talk more about my uh, my gym journey and in fact, I might even be able to um, have a future guest on my podcast that may be the gym owner, but we'll see if we can organize that um, in the future. So let's, um, let's turn to my main topic of today's uh, talk, which is all about what happens when you get a wasp inside of your helmet. Now, what I'd like you to do before we start the story is please Google Kubler-Ross, that's K-U-B-L-E-R-R-O-O-S-S. If you're driving your car, obviously you can't do that right now, or if you're out with a, on doing a walk or something like that, then you can't do that. But when you get back or into the office or when you get back home, please Google Kubler-Ross and the Kubler-Ross curve. And what that is, is a change curve. It's a, it's a, it's a very a well-established um, piece of research which was done by a psychologist called Elizabeth um, Kubler-Ross. Um, sorry, she was a psychiatrist, should I say, who studied um, the five stages or the stages of grief. And that, um, that, that, study of that model that uh, that Elizabeth created uh, can be 
uh, used in all sorts of different understandings of change um, because uh, grief and the loss of someone or something is um, a, a cycle of change. So please have a look at that. There are five elements to the Kubler-Ross change curve and I'm going to reflect back on them as I tell this story. Okay, so it was in late August that uh, my uh, my friend and I uh, decided to have a, a motorcycle trip down to St. Neots in uh, Cambridgeshire. And we left on a Friday evening under torrential rain conditions, rode across from where I live in Warrington in the UK in the northwest of England, rode across to Matlock um, in Derbyshire in the Peak District and had a, a lovely evening there. Uh, and it was um, absolutely torrential rain conditions going down there. Uh, but we, we, we cracked on and we got there regardless. Uh, and we got to the beautiful town of Matlock, Matlock, Matlock Bath in Derbyshire. Uh, for the first Friday night of our stay. Everything was, was going really, really well and uh, no particular bad incidents apart from that torrential rain. Um, the next day we got up and started our long journey towards St Neots in uh, in Cambridgeshire. And um, it was a good journey. The The rain had gone. Uh, everything was, was, was nice and fine. And the way that Stuart and I ride is that Stuart rides up front. Stuart's got a, um, uh, a Yamaha um, 700 Tenere uh, motorcycle, and I've got my uh, my, my, my BM uh, 1250. It's a uh, off off road type of motorcycle. I don't go off road, but uh, it's it's that sort of style of adventure bike. Um, and we, we were having a good day. We'd, we'd set off from Matlock Bath. Everything was going nice, nicely. The the weather was really good. Uh, the conditions were really good. And we were just tootling along, really. In fact, the weather's the weather conditions really kind of warmed up a lot and just really, really improved. So much so, it became more kind of spring-like, summer-like. Um, probably, if you like, a, a late a late autumn day in England. It was beautiful. Um, and we'd been riding through we were off, off the main motorways riding through A roads and uh, and B roads and we were just cutting through uh, one of the, the valleys before we got to St Neots and we were going through a beautiful little village and you know it's a picture postcard sort of chocolate box, chocolate box English village beautiful cottages you can imagine there was a there was a lovely stream running through the center of the village um a little um uh, if you like a village square as well it was just beautiful and i just remember how how lovely it was and what a beautiful kind of warm sort of late autumn day it was and Stuart was up front of me and uh, as we rode through this village we went over a little sort of a bridge over the stream and I just saw um, it, first of all, I just saw a small black sort of dot in front of me. I'd flipped my visor up because it was such a warm day. 
It's beautiful because I had the rush of the kind of air coming onto my face, which I love to kind of experience. And this little black dot got kind of bigger and bigger and bigger. And suddenly, wham, this black dot came towards me and came inside my helmet. And inside my helmet, obviously, there's, there's me, there's my specs. And it just got lodged between my, my cheekbone and the helmet. And I just felt this inside my helmet now. I felt this kind of zzzz. I realized then, it was only when I realized when I could hear the noise and feel the buzz that this was some sort of bee or wasp inside of my helmet. And it was such a surprise that I was just completely surprised by it. It had never happened before. Stuart was up front of me riding ahead and I thought, crikey, I've got to get this thing out. But then suddenly before I had chance to even think I just felt this bang and bearing in mind I'm riding my motorcycle at about 30 miles an hour now I just felt this bang and this massive impact or pulse of pain on my my just to the to left upper left hand side of my cheek socket it was a massive amount of pain it was so overwhelming that I just didn't know what to do uh, but I knew that I was still riding my motorcycle. Um, I didn't quite realise that I'd been stung at that moment in time. It was just a shock and it was so painful and impactful that it kind of almost disengaged all of my other senses. Um, I was kind of shocked and confused. Uh, I didn't know what had happened. Um, it, I immediately thought I've got to do something about it so you know anxiety then kicks in and I, I was really struggle, struggling to find out what really had happened I just couldn't understand it so what I did was then I basically knew that I had to stop my motorcycle at the side of the road it was an A road inside of a village a 30 mile an hour uh, road and do something I my immediate kind of response was just to tear or lift my helmet off but what I did was almost do an emergency stop stop at the side of the road I remember then then trying to get my helmet off but I have I wear glasses and so in order to get my helmet off I have to first of all take my gloves off then take my glasses off then unbuckle my helmet and then lift my helmet off but it was so painful and this bearing in mind this BOS was still inside of my my helmet I tried to lift my helmet off with my glasses still in place but that didn't work that was just going to cause just I don't know what the damage that would have caused terrible damage so I managed to get my gloves off get my get my uh, glasses off and then bang I felt another uh, sting happen again and so got my glasses off got my helmet off and just the, the bee or the wasp then f fled away probably you know just as frightened or more frightened than me and I just stopped there dazed and what happened then was that the pain of the sting stings by now 
just became overwhelming and I became almost kind of nauseous in that moment bearing in mind I'm still in charge of a motorcycle I hadn't stopped it the engine was still running I've just done an emergency stop so I put it onto the side stand put it into uh, neutral turn the engine off and just stopped there and tried to gather my thoughts just if you like stopped at the side of the road and it was just overwhelming quite a shock by this time of course Stuart who was leading us had now ridden on he you know he didn't know anything like this had happened and he'd he'd he'd, he'd long gone he'd disappeared long a long time ago so I stood there and just tried to really gather my thoughts I thought I'm in charge of my motorbike now Stuart's gone off I need to somehow catch up with him and recover the whole situation um, but at that moment in time I was so overwhelmed by it my main focus was really simply on um, getting myself okay and you know I was I was um, pretty um, um, I don't know what the word would be really but pretty helpless at that moment in time um, it was incredibly painful pain like I've never kind of felt before um, certainly to my face it was um, I was in shock I was in I was really struggling to to understand what was going on I was I was in need of help really to be honest with you and then after just sitting there for what seemed like an enormous amount of time I just heard the sound of a motorcycle engine and then a headlight coming back towards me and then Stuart returning back to me and he crossed the road from his side of the road rode straight up to me said to me what's happened are you okay what's happened and I said Stuart I've been stung by something and it's really bad and uh, he said okay look um, look okay let, let's get you right so he stopped his engine got off his engine came around took, took my helmet put it down on the grass got me off the bike um, had a look at me checked me over and made sure that I was uh, okay okay so gave me a few minutes he said look we've, we've just I've just ridden up there there's a garage about two or petrol station two or three minutes up the road we'll get some paracetamol there get you a drink sit you down get you sorted out um, you'll be okay I've had this happen to me before it, it's really um, a shocking situation but you're, you're going to be okay which is very reassuring of course and you know I was almost able in that moment to to hand myself over him to him to take care of me and that's what we did I, I got my helmet back on and made sure that wasp was inside of it got my helmet back on got myself started up and just rode up to the petrol station by now of course my face was really really throbbing it got worse and worse and worse as I got there got to the petrol station 
got the paracetamol down me <clears throat> and that started kicking in in about 20 minutes time and then we had about you know Stuart made sure it was okay and we had about another hour ride onto St Neots before we kind of stopped for the night and uh, that is the kind of overall experience of the story which was pretty uh, shocking uh, and uh, <clears throat> not not a, not a terrible situation but pretty pretty much um, devastating in that in a kind of moment on that ride now when I think about what actually happened to me in that moment if I could step back and reflect now it was um, a massive amount of change that happened to me suddenly having ridden being ride, riding along on a very happy uh, kind of go lucky ride on a beautiful autumn day uh, suddenly everything changed and my my world kind of flipped in that moment and um that's why i mentioned the kubler ross change model or actually <clears throat> five stages of grief really but which is most mostly looking when you kind of lose something but change is often associated with losing a current situation and going into a future one very very potentially very very quickly and the kubler off kubler ross cycle first of all the first stage of it is denial it didn't happen i'm i'm going to avoid all kind of realities here i can't believe it i'm shocked and i'm and i'm frightened that was the first stage and that's the first stage in my wasp story and it's the first stage in change as well the first thing that we tend to do is potentially deny and be in shock the second stage is anger or irritation or have anxiety about what has happened about the change that has happened certainly that happened to me I had anxiety for sure I was frustrated I was irritated confused just didn't know what was going on the second stage of change um, and grief in fact is that anger phase the third stage is if you like a bargaining stage trying to kind of reconcile what the situation is and trying to understand um, the reality of the situation that was when I took my helmet off and tried to kind of reconcile and kind of work things out and often people when they go through change need to have that period of time to try to work things out the fourth stage is uh, the stage of potential potentially uh, being uh, if you like overwhelmed or dis distressed and wanting to fly away from uh, as opposed to fight the change fly away from it and the fifth stage is being accepting and you know moving on getting back on the bike and moving on uh, and and so eventually of course that happened to me but you know what learnings can I take from that experience of immediate change uh, and apply and learn from that experience and share with you well sometimes changes in life can be slow but sometimes changes in life can be very very fast and it can hit you like a wasp can hit you inside of a helmet um, but the thing to the thing that I take away from this is that we can get through change uh, successfully 
uh, in that situation I was able to get through change successfully. I do still have a little I have a little scar still just to remind me of that story to remind me of that pesky watts watch wasp but we can get through change and it does help if we understand the change curve um, that I've mentioned earlier but you'll notice one there was one big thing and the big learning and the big lesson the biggest lesson for me uh, within all of this is that we need in this particular situation that I experienced sure I could have eventually got through it without Stuart coming back I believe but it wouldn't have been as quickly and it might have been night time before I was able to kind of set off and get on my way again but you know sometimes we do need we we, we basically all need a steward in our lives someone who is a friend someone who will ride on and have their own journey but then be aware that there's someone behind them who should be there and when they look in their mirror there must have been a moment when Stuart was riding ahead there must have been a moment that moment just imagine him riding ahead and then the moment looking in his mirror and Gareth not being there and then he must have then looked and looked and looked and thought something's gone wrong and made the decision to turn back in life we need people who who are doing that are looking in their rear view mirror to see if everything behind them the person behind them is still with them and then being prepared to turn back and go back and make sure they're okay and recover the situation <clears throat> we need the big message here i think is that we need others to help us get through just in case and it's worth it's well worth in fact it's vitally important i believe that we do nurture those relationships nurture sounds a bit corporate doesn't it we do build those relationships um spend time on those relationships so that when that person is looking in their mirror for you to be there and you're not there then they'll turn around and make sure you're okay and likewise <clears throat> you're looking in your mirror to see if they're there and if they're not there you turn around and make sure they're okay because if we all did that then I'm pretty sure that the world would be a much happier place uh, and a much more caring place as well so I don't mean this to be a lecture at all it's just an experience of a motorcycle story that I I had and I hope it's helpful please do look at the Kubler-Ross change curve it is great and helps to explain a lot of things that go on with us when we are experiencing change either either fast or rapid change or much 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 more slower slower change um, but hopefully that will help you a little bit more to understand the stages of change as created by 
this amazing psychiatrist called Elizabeth uh, Kubler. So I hope that is okay and that is uh, of interest. I hope that you've enjoyed me coming back and sharing another, yet another motorcycle story with you. Um, I look forward to sharing more stories with you. We go forward in this world together on our respective journeys, motorcycling journeys or not. Um, as I said earlier, I will be looking to share those experiences with you that I had when I read the Harvard Business Review article, if that is interest to you. If you're in a team or run a team or are interested in teamwork, then that might be interesting. Atomic habits will always be interesting for people, I think, as we're continually at risk of being distracted these days. And then, of course, um, I'd love to talk more about health, wellness, fitness, visceral fat reduction, and all of those good things. And you never know if I can get a, a guest to come and talk about that with me, then that would, would be wonderful. And we'll see if we can make that happen. So I'll sign off for now. It's wonderful to uh, be back and sharing my experiences and stories with you and I shall look forward to speaking with you next time. Until do, until then, do take care and see you then. Bye-bye.